0: My new office chair arrived today, y'all, and it fucking comf-ter-fucking-bull. You're listening to that blessed and highly-flavored podcast. It's only because a nigga blessed. Welcome back to Black Oak House Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of The Haunting of Bly Manor. I know this is late. (laughs) Episode 8, The Romance of a Certain Old Clothes, written by Leah Fong. Or is it? Yeah, no, that's Leah Fong. And directed by Excel Caroline, who worked on Centurion, and it had Michael Fassbitter in it. It's a really good movie. You should watch it. I gave this episode a 6.8 out of 10. It was okay, but as I suspected, it was very much like season two, episode seven, I believe, where we were left on this huge cliffhanger in Stranger Things, and then all of a sudden, you were like, all right. While this is not terrible, it's also, it it takes the momentum away from what was happening previously and I'm not sure why shows like to do this but they should probably not. However, talking out of the other side of my mouth as I am fond to do, if you're binge watching this not week to week, it's not that much of a big deal and that's unfortunate (laughs) I would say probably for me more so than it was for someone who watched all nine episodes the first day or even week that they came out so there is that let's get into most of the recap not going to go scene by scene this is all about the lady of the lake and as predicted um picks up right with the huge cliffhanger of Danny being caught in the death grip and then it goes back in time black and white I'm not sure we needed the black and white I understand why it was chosen this is an old tale probably centuries old however I think I would have almost preferred it to be back in color or even have it saturated You know, in that old-timey type of colorization that they do. The black and white theme kind of made me think of Frankenstein. I don't know. It may have worked for other folks, but it felt as if this show became a parody of itself with the flashback, and I couldn't quite take it as seriously or as dramatically as they were intending it to be. We meet two sisters, Viola and Perdita, They are orphaned by the death of their father, Lord Willoughby. Perdido is the sweet, shy one, kind, probably the one that was told if you're going to get a husband, don't have an opinion. And she very much admires her older sister, who is the one who has a head on her shoulder. She's witty, very conniving, but she's also smart. And they both decide that they are going to keep the family legacy, which is Bly Manor, within the family. And once they are set upon by many suitors, most of them, you know, out for one thing. Uh, now I ain't saying she a gold digger. But she ain't messing with no broke bro. Now I ain't saying she a gold digger with no broke, so they call upon a distant cousin arthur lloyd to visit and to basically snare into marriage now how do i feel about these two sisters they definitely had quite a journey together it felt as if perdita was living in the shadow of viola who was although what did they say about her not the most attractive one was the one that compelled right however I do feel as if Iola kept her sister on a very short leash and would not allow her to eclipse her own particular aura and I think that Perdita may or may not have resented that I don't feel like she did in earlier life But as time passes and people change and desires begin to blossom, it's easy to see someone changing their previous idolization of one or the other. Particularly in this moment, I will say it did feel like one, the the father dies and Viola's not even shedding a tear. She was the head of the estate she wanted to make sure that you know she had a portrait put up of herself she wanted to be the man of the house and since that was not something women did back then she connived to make sure she remained lady and lord over the house and had a husband that was kind but also accommodating to that fact and that's you know, I ain't hating on her for that girl do what you need to do. However, Perdita in the in the uh, in the scheme of things is left rather short-ended because not only does she put her before him first as a delicious snack to snare him in to, to make him want to stay and visit she also judges his character based on his interactions with her sister and then comes in and swoops his ass up down the aisle into marriage and you have Perdita just as she's starting to find him attractive and certainly he is looking in her direction with some fondness she accepts it as being the the sister the spinster that she is and she never marries and i'm wondering why that is if it is only because it was this idea of independence or is it something that she just never actually desired was it just the because she didn't really give him the hot eyes and we all know how a skank gonna act when she trying to take her yo man and i think for the most part up until the sickness perdita very much admired her sister and i think just as the narrator said when it came time to die i was like bitch you got to go <laughs> i've lived in your shadow long enough and then the good lord gives a turn of events that allows for her maybe to strike it on her own as taking her time at lady of the manor she's waited she's been humble and then you have viola's like i'm gonna defy god i'm staying right here i'm zealously and resentfully keeping it all close as she should because it is hers but we know how it is between sisters (laughs) if you had any i have uh three so i thought it was funny when the vikers like you have to accept or you have to obey your husband and she's like ah Nope. However, after she secures everything that she wants, she grows restless. Viola, that is, and then she begins to become fond of her husband. Her husband comes fond of her, but she is someone who is very inward and not outward, which I can respect. However, she has her sister looking on from the shadows once again, even that relationship special relationship she had with her sister is eclipsed by her love of her husband and the family that she makes with him they end up having a daughter and of course like i said i think it's only natural and human i think that perdita was very understanding of the human side of nature in regards to she understands that these things that she felt wasn't right however she forgave them like she she was very forgiving of her sister's flaws as well as praising when she was doing things that were admirable of her but we have to keep in mind too that uh, I guess it's not bad I'm not saying it is but you had Viola who's spending all these money on gowns and jewelry and things that she desires she's spoiled too it's almost like you got everything in the fairy tale and i ended up committing to this plan and i got nothing in return and not only that i end up in the end of your lifetime becoming your abuse (laughs) victim as well as your servant in a lot of ways and that's sad because it did unfortunately turned someone who probably is a, a good soul who did a bad thing because she did murder her sister, which we'll get there. Well I guess we can get there now. <laughs> like she's given her last rights. Everyone thinks it's months before she's supposed to live. Um and she refuses, says I will not stay, and she ends up standing next to her sister and even in her last moment. Like she wanted her to go out in a blaze of glory. But then, but then she does not. After five years of being sick, resentful, bitter, leeched, everything they could think of to heal her, her sister stubbornly holds on. She can't even enjoy a nice comforting moment with her husband, even as like a brotherly figure, because of course her husband's lonely. His wife is not there for him. I mean he's actually a good one because most husbands don't need to stay faithful to their wives and the fact that he did and he didn't just smash <laughs> the fact that neither did smash while she was sick speaks volumes for their characters despite the terrible things they've done uh and their fates well i guess the husband didn't do too much wrong except marry his sister what way hey it's it is what it is <laughs> she he's like she dead and gone and um even though it was really nasty when he was like the familiarity I'm like ew but she's done with it i mean not only that every time she turns around she's slapping her <laughs> she won't listen to her she's like i'm not gonna let you ha-. like i felt as if she knew what the inevitable next step was gonna be in that house and she clung on to death to make sure it didn't happen and her sister was like i think this is mercy but at the same time i swear to god i swear to god you stupid bitch. he was also a man that loved his daughter isabel and he used to sleep in the same bed with her they slept in the same bed every night that was just something they did just a lovely little family and unfortunately because she concocted to get it probably why she felt so I don't know I can't really figure out the entire character of Viola because this was so very quickly done I would have preferred this in like the second episode or the third one sometime after we even when Peter was killed I would have liked that to come next (laughs) but I guess uh they decided this format was gonna work fine whatever But after some suitors come to try to marry him, he decides to marry her. Her Herdita is getting the second best treatment deal. Arthur is uh, a lapdog. He was chosen to be a lapdog and a good husband and someone who would indulge his wife and loved her. And that was his role. That's what he was chosen for to be. We, we know powerful women do this right <laughs> they chose men in which they can very easily control but not for his uh his genius or his estate management because very quickly they go broke without Viola running things and it seems as if Perdita did not have the same ambition they broke they ain't got no money before she died, Viola, she left a chest of her gowns and her jewelry and everything to give to her daughter. She gave it to the husband to put in the chest and only the daughter was to open it. She is able to say, "Hey, we have these things here to start building a future, to start moving forward, to get a new life. Let's get out of this fucking house. Let's stop draining and when she opens the chest to try to finally start something new for her her sister's ghost is there vengeful because she murdered her and now she murdered her sister in return and um we see in a flashback that she had been sleeping all this time had been confined to the her her spirit really was confined to this chest because she was holding on to this world creating her own gravity by actually staying in this chest and keeping sacred that idea of seeing her daughter once again very poignant very sad understandable but also horrifying just considering all the death that she caused afterwards so she's stalking their ghosts or she's planning on stalking their ghosts after Perdita is dead his father and daughter are planning on getting the hell out of Dodge and she's so happy because I can go with them now except that the husband has now become very superstitious and he knows how stubborn his first wife was and now he feels like he's cursed and he refuses to have that icy cold hand be touching his daughter or anyone else that he actually might marry in the future because he's still a young man and he ain't about to be celibate and he ain't got no time for his next wives to be murdered (laughs) so he tosses the trunk in the lake so it is her ass that keeps everyone who dies at Bly manor Uh, trapped there their souls because she's done this ritual through the centuries of sleeping waking walking and forgetting constant cycle everything including her memory is beginning to fade so does the rest of the people i.e the blank faces i will say i was a little shook when i realized that the person the ghost that this uh this man named (laughs) Peter Quint thrust before us last episode was indeed Perdita and I got a little sad at that part just like I mean I would have felt a different way I guess I get where they were going in the construct of this it's just unfortunate it came next and it felt so disconnected and I just was like okay were these people am I supposed to be (laughs) I've got a whole other list of people I'm invested in at this point. I don't need this. I don't need it. This entire episode, I was just hoping we were going to get back to the present so I can figure out what Mrs. Gross is going to do. Figure out where the hell is Peter on the premises. I was very distracted by wanting to know those answers that I simply could not consume this in the way in which... And its isolation may not have been as uninteresting as me watching it after last episode. So it's fascinating to behold. However, it ended up being a little bit of a whimper. And I can't help but think this whole haunting thing is also the part that is the horror aspect of the fact that she has been killing including the little kid because she saw a child in the bed and figured oh well this must be the child i'm looking for because i'm lonely and i have this vague sense of looking for my child and takes this poor boy in the lake and drowns him and i was very much at that point, like okay that's the horror element that he was going for he's definitely Mike Flanagan that is having a flair for horror that doesn't present itself in an exorcism style and I'm fine with that I think that's decent storytelling from not decent Uh, that sounds insulting (laughs) that is good storytelling for me if you are someone that is fascinated by the genre of horror but don't want to be scarred for fucking life and not sleep for half the year without a light on because you think that you're about to be possessed by the devil if you have something to say about what i had to say you can send that to black at gmail.com you can send it in written format or in audio you can find this podcast black couch reviews on podbean stitcher itunes spotify and wherever else good podcasts can be found my social medias will be below remember to like share subscribe and if you have time run over to itunes rate the podcast and leave a review Until the next time, peace, hair grease, and blacker magic.